Before we begin, I'd like to announce that I'll be attending the 62nd Annual American Society of Dowsers National Convention June 8th through June 12th at Plymouth State University in Plymouth, New Hampshire. At the conference, I'll be teaching a past life workshop on June 8th, and I'll be a featured speaker on June the 10th. I will also be offering live one-on-one -on -one Akashic Dowsing sessions at their wellness center, and Vital Bioenergetics co-op members will be offering their products at a booth in the vendor area. For more information and to reserve your spot at this exciting event, please visit www.dowsers.org. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I am your host, Bill G. And on today's podcast, I think it's important that we talk about some of the more interesting changes we are starting to witness on the economic landscape. The reason why I think it's important that we talk about this is because as third density beings making the transition into fourth density consciousness, we have a tendency to believe that we are making this transition on our own based on our own choice points, but that everything else in the world will remain the same. Before we go into details, I think it's important to define what we mean by third density and fourth density. These are terms within the law of one as communicated by a social memory complex known as Ra through Carla Rueckert in the early 1980s. Nina and I discussed these different densities at length in episodes four and five of this podcast. So if you want to check those out after listening to this pod podcast, I encourage you to do so. In a nutshell, third density is where we have been for the last 25,000 years or so, and fourth density is where we're going next. The transition from third to fourth density is happening all around us, which is why more and more of us are starting to wake up to what's been going on in the world, and why the existing paradigms are no longer holding any more weight for us. The key part of this transition is what Ra calls the choice point, which sounds simple, but is actually a lot more complicated as we move into this higher frequency of consciousness. On the surface, the choice point is simply service to self or service to others. Many people have misunderstood this choice point to believe that service to self is selfish and therefore negative, while service to others is generous and therefore positive. That is not necessarily the case, and it only shows us how deeply mired we are in the third density paradigm where we must believe that some things are good and that anything that isn't good must be, by contrast, evil. 
Ra goes on to say that what we must achieve within this choice point is a balance of these two polarities. That is, we must work to achieve a 51% polarization towards service to others and a 49% polarization towards service to self. To put this in layman's terms, we must exercise self-care in almost equal measure to how we choose to take care of others within our communities. This is an extremely important point when it comes to changing our economic landscape, and so we're going to get back to that later in this discussion. For those of you who don't know, in addition to hosting this podcast and doing Akashic Dowsing for my clients, I work as a professional tax preparer, and I've been an adjunct accounting and economics professor for over 13 years. So as an energy intuitive and a person who monitors the tax and economic landscape on a daily basis, I feel I have some unique perspectives as to what's going on in the world that perhaps other people don't see. So far, 2022 has been an interesting year in terms of economics. Even if you haven't been keeping up with world events, I'm sure you've noticed how fuel prices have risen dramatically, as well as the cost of food, clothing, and other goods and services as well. While many of us see this as an inconvenience, I believe that there are some larger transitional things that are happening behind the scenes that you should be aware of. While I'm speaking specifically about what's going on in the United States, I'm hearing similar stories of these things happening in Canada, the UK, Australia, and many other so-called Western democracies, so I'm sure this will ring true for most of you. What I believe we are seeing is the exercise of what economists commonly refer to as the built-in stability myth. Built-in stability is often used as the justification for governments spending far more money than they can collect in taxes so they can run extremely high deficits while keeping tax rates relatively low. The reason why it's a myth is that whenever any government has attempted to fix their debt problems by utilizing one of these strategies, it has resulted in complete economic collapse. The first myth is that governments can pay off their debts simply by taxing its own citizens. Currently, the national debt in the United States is over $30 trillion. That translates to an individual share of over $91,000 per citizen and $241,000 per individual taxpayer. The debt to gross domestic product ratio is currently at 139%, which is the very definition of insolvency. In other words, there aren't enough productive assets in the United States to service its debt even if every dollar of production was diverted to servicing the national debt. The second myth is that all of the debt 
is held by Americans in the form of government bonds. And so if the government simply wrote off a large portion of that debt, it would simply balance itself out because the wealth exists in America. Unfortunately, 30% of the bonds are owned by foreign nations, in particular, China and Russia. So if you, if you think that we're going to go to war with China or Russia over this Ukraine or South China Sea business, you are find that scenario is going to be very unlikely unless we plan to utterly destroy those superpowers so that they can never collect on the trillions of dollars that we owe them. The third myth is that since Congress has the power to simply print money, we can print our way out of debt. Currently, the gross domestic product is just over $24 trillion. So can you imagine what $30 trillion added to the money supply would do to inflation? So what's going on with the economy? It's my belief that the U.S. government is exercising a little bit of all three of these built-in stability myths, which is resulting in a further destabilization of the overall economy. Whether you believe this is by design or the simply by accident is not really relevant. What it is showing is that there's a transition taking place, and that transition is what we are going to be focusing on. So as examples here, we have on the tax front, we're seeing the implementation of new regulations designed to crack down on small businesses and the owners of cryptocurrencies. If you receive more than $600 from convenient services such as PayPal or Venmo, those transactions are now reported to the IRS as small business income, regardless of whether you had any intent of starting a business or not. If you invest in cryptocurrency or use crypto as an alternative to government-issued currencies, your crypto service provider now must report all of your activity to the IRS in order to calculate your gain or loss so that you can be taxed on any of those gains. On the bond front, we are seeing an exponential growth of the Federal Reserve's own balance sheet as the Fed itself is buying 90% of all new bond issuances with money that it creates out of thin air. This may take some of the power away from foreign governments, but what it does is it transfers that power to the bankers who then have the power to hold the U.S. government hostage for the fulfillment of their own agenda. On the currency front, we are now experiencing one of the highest inflation rates since the 1970s. If we choose to count energy consumption within that equation, which the government does not, the inflation rate is currently at about 25%. The mainstream narrative is that Russia is to blame for the increase in energy costs, but this does not hold true when you consider that the United States receives less than 10% of its oil from Russia, 
and that there is more than enough oil in the strategic reserve to weather any all-out war situation for at least a year. What I believe is happening is that the government is attempting to recover its losses from the pandemic by indirectly taxing its citizens through fuel taxes, while at the same time increasing the profits of the energy companies who hold a controlling interest in Congress. So what we are seeing here is that on one hand, we have lots of new money in the money supply through direct stimulus, which then gets eaten back up through indirect taxation at the gas pump. It's kind of brilliant, really, except that you and I are the ultimate losers in that scenario. So where does that leave you and I? Obviously, we have no control over what the government chooses to do or chooses not to do because, in essence, our elected representatives are owned by the corporate elites who put forth their nefarious agendas no matter what we have to say about it. This takes us back to our original thought regarding the transition from third density to fourth density. That's because if we attempt to solve this scenario using third-density tools, we are going to lose that battle. So if we go out and get ourselves a second or third job, or if we decide to work 70 to 80 hour weeks just so that we can keep up with the cost of living, we end up sacrificing self-care to the point where we have adapted a slave mentality where we are all the way in the camp of service to others while leaving nothing left for service to self. When we think about the slave, we envision a person who spends all of their waking hours in service to the master. Perhaps they have a small cot to sleep on and food to fill their bellies, but they have absolutely no ability to take care of, of themselves or seek any joy or fulfillment in their lives. They are born to serve the master, and they die serving the master when they are no longer able to serve. So, when we consider the paradigm of service to others as being positive, when we spend all of our time doing just that, are we truly happy? Where we are going as we are waking up to this new reality is the fourth density. According to Ra, the fourth density is the law of love. It is the balance between service to self and service to others because true fulfillment and connection to our evolved self is achieved through balance. The problem, however, is how do we achieve balance when we must spend all of our waking hours in servitude just so that we can meet our basic needs? The key, I believe, is to stop playing the game. The new economy that is, the new paradigm that is starting to emerge, that is more in line with fourth density principles, 
is an economy that is based on love and balance. It combines the concepts of service to others with a balance of service to self. What that ultimately means or looks like is difficult to see because much of our experience up to this point has been focused on third-density constructs. That is, the construct of the slave self who toils endlessly in the hope of getting rewarded with five minutes of self-care for a master who spends 95% of their time in selfish pursuits. I believe that it involves the seeking of new communities who share their resources and labor while also engaging in self-care. These communities will limit their involvement in the paradigms of the slave self by facilitating these exchanges outside the realms of the bean counters. That we will no longer see ourselves and our neighbors as commodities to be monetized and diminished through taxation. I have no plan on how to make this new paradigm come into existence, but what I have done is I have made a personal choice to seek out like-minded people and with my intention and with my every fiber of my being, I am going to do whatever it is I can to make this a reality for myself and my family. All I have is a wish, an intention, and a powerful desire to end the reign of the, of the slave self and to instead to seek ways to disengage with slave self technology, to concentrate on seeking my joy and allowing the universe to connect me with, with like-minded people who will help make it all happen. Are you one of those people? Adane. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.